wrote this song. My turn-ons are sad sheets. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. Let's watch. It's jokes to car Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's jokes de Carl. Follow me now. With my Uh, thank you very much. This is Yeah, that's the name of our show. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. L W A F L M O Y T. Ready to roll. I'm gonna pronounce La Waffle No End Aunt. You got it. There's no end at the end. I added that. La Waffle Met. La Waffle Mott. La Waffle Mott. La Waffle Mott. Yeah, obviously. Well, it's it's short for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We stream first on MutinyRadio.fm every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with a great uh, collections of shows on Sunday. Before us is The Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. And then there's usually some uh, great stuff. Our station manager... Bam Benjamin does on at four o'clock. So uh, the only sponsor today is Muni Radio. Go ahead to Venmo and uh, throw in some bucks to donate to Muni Radio at Muni Radio. So we want you also to go to YouTube to fully experience this podcast. Sure, we have a Twitter site called LWAFLMOYT. Sure, we have a great YouTube channel which has an advanced episode. More on that at the end of the show. Right. Already posted at WAFLMOYT. And we have uh, our Facebook page at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Oh, it does not flow off my tongue. Uh, Carl, what is the movie today? What are we watching? Okay, today we will watch A Night in Casablanca, 1946. Casablanca? A Night in Casablanca, 1946. It's not like A Night of the Round Table. You type A-N-I-G-H-T in Casablanca, and that's castle like a house, C-A-S-A. And Blanca, like white, uh-huh. E-L-A-N-C-A, one word, Casablanca, 1946. And we like right. channel Groovy Movies. Oh, I like that rhyme. Okay, I'm subscribing to them. So go ahead to find A Night in Casablanca, 1946, Mark's Brothers Comedy, and that's Brothers Short. You click the link, courtesy of Groovy Movies. Hit pause immediately, get that slider to zero, 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 and we want to watch this movie. Let us watch this movie all together. So we want to count down and hit go at the same time, and we are so honored to have none other than the host of the previous podcast, The Edge of Insanity, which is available as a podcast or listen live at noon, um, Paul Brumbaugh. Paul, great to have you here. Oh, that's right. Paul's not here, but we have in his place. The Prince Proxy of uh, preening and numerals. <laughs> Will you give it up for the Paul Brumbot?
Very excited. Oh, the Marx Brothers. Mm-hmm. We're going to risk comedy for a comedy tonight. And there it is. Do you see him? There's Chico. <laughs> right there in the opening credits. With his rent-a-camel. Did you see Chico? Yeah, and he's there. He's he is a rent a camel guy. He's a he he owns he owns Yellow Camel. Oh, that's the camel company that he runs. Right. They can yeah, I heard it's really a lot. Oh, there's a checker. Yeah, uh, I prefer Yellow Camel because the phone number is always the same, just one digit. It's easy to remember. But Checker Camel isn't yellow. They'll go anywhere. Well, don't you call? Uh, I mean, honestly, I usually just call a camel Uber. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Uber camel. In today's day and age. Or, well, I used to well back before, before times. I used to take a uh, Uber camel uh, pool, and it would be six of us on the camel. <laughs> wow! Yeah, you, you guys really needed a dramedary. Yeah, we had to do a dromedary, but no one was really talking about it. Whoa! Oh, uh, that's him. Whoa. What happened? That was the uh, near the hotel. Don't order what that guy had. Mm-hmm. He's the manager of the hotel. It's a one star. There's my uh, review. Get, call me a camel Uber. The poison is excellent today, sir. <laughs> I'll have what he's having. Poison it is. <laughs> There's Man, this more shady character. Uh, so they're the bad guys. Yeah, this is what, you know, like, these movies, like, when they, the Marx Brothers started making movies later on, you barely got to them. You just wanted to see a Marx Brothers. So it was cool to see Chico up front and then go to this boring story, you know, get to the exposition. Yeah, well, they're trying to look like, uh, okay, so at first this movie was all going to be a spoof on Casablanca, and. Oh, the movie Casablanca. Yeah. But in right they now, were fully aware. Oh, listen. You see, he said, "Round up all likely suspects." That's as close as we get to the Casablanca movie. Ah, the usual suspects. Yeah, right. Even <clears throat> now, even bold. Here's the funny gag. I gotta interrupt uh, you because this is one of the funniest gags in the whole movie. He's like, what are you holding hey, up? Hey, it's awesome. Uh-oh. <laughs> boom. Take like a house boom. House bus, indeed. Man, that was some house party. He really rocked the house. Yeah, that's right. That was part of the house yeah. b- boom. Was... And, and bus. Yeah, housing boom. That was the housing <laughs> crash in 2007. Finally, house MD. Those are all the house jokes I have. <laughs> So this is what the – oh, look at this guy. Oh, he's Zeppo. No, he's that's the straight man. Well, yeah, yeah, but he's not a Marx brother, but yes. Look at him. He's stiffer than the grand, uh, than the babysitter, and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. <laughs> he's stiffer than the stiff. So what he's saying yeah. is he was in Nazi France. And they forced him at gunpoint to fly a plane to South America with all sorts of treasure, like Nazi treasure. But he couldn't uh, do it in good conscience. 
So he dropped his fuel, making himself crash. A ridiculous premise. And he crashed in Casablanca. Why don't you just land the plane? Just land the plane. But no, he crashed in Casablanca. He got arrested. So this is like came back, the treasure was gone. Interesting. So the treasure is somewhere in Casablanca. Right. Now, he threw off the first loot crate. Am I right? Because there was loot in the crates. So the, the loot. How much did it cost? Like the microtransaction. The loot waffa. Um. Yeah. I'm not sure what you're saying, but he just crashed the plane. Like he didn't. He got his fuel and dropped his fuel. He didn't. Yeah, he could have just landed. Yeah, he could have just landed. Yeah, can you imagine being? Can you pilot a plane with Nazis holding a gun to your head the whole time? Uh, the Nazis weren't in the. Hey, maybe, no, but they forced him to. The Nazis so, were in the plane, and that's why he crashed to make it look like he had no choice. It was an accident. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and this guy is a Nazi, right? He's uh. This guy is a Nazi, and okay. he now has a secret cable from one of his Nazi henchmen. What year is this supposed to be? Is this the same time as the movie Casablanca? I don't think so. I think this is post-war. Oh, that's truly case. Oh, wait, hey, look at that. Now it's in the secret code book. Four on the book. Um, so let's see. A equals B. B equals C. Okay, this is oh. his man. Yeah, his manservant. He he plays a manservant to a Nazi. Yes, Harpo. Now here we have our first funny joke. He's he's oh, yeah. buffing the shoes. He's uh, polishing the shoes. Shoe shine. I I love this movie. I mean, it's so great just to see him. You know, even if he's like kind of old Harpo or older Harpo. You know, he this was really takes him a little bit longer. This is his last film. This was the Marx Brothers. There was another Marx Brothers film, but they weren't even on the same scenes together. Yeah. Okay. Right, so, yeah, there was a... Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. People criticize this like it's the worst Marx Brothers movie. I don't agree. This movie's perfectly fine. They, um, they do all the Marx Brothers things. Look, he puts his vest on inside right. out. Ah, that's a poor investment. Now, which one is Chico? Chico would be the Italian. That's why I figured he would be the manservant. Okay, so in 1946, the Marx Brothers considered themselves retired as a screen team, but brother Chico's ongoing financial difficulties coaxed them back in the studio for a final film. So that's what we're seeing here. Okay. Like, help a brother out. Now look, he puts on his jacket backwards and puts his hat <laughs> Max, your hat! <laughs> what, what? Oh, you I thought that was the stick of my Oh, man, ouch. Look at that, he's so old you can see the dust come off him. <laughs> Hit an old man. Jeez, even the Three Stooges stopped at that. That's why I like the Three Stooges. They're in their 70s, 60s or whatever, and they're just kicking the crap out of each other. Yeah. Oh, he can't be in his 60s huh? here. 
I could. No, you think he's in his fifties? Okay, now this part of the movie sucks. happens here. All right. Whoop! Toupee gone. Whoop! Toupee gone. Ooh, and he's got a scar on his head. Yeah. That's how I lost my merkin. You know, I I lost my merkin that way. Don't ask <laughs> yeah. me how I had the vacuum cleaner. Money. I lost my merkin too. I was trying to fuck the vacuum. <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's see here. We Harpo both did it. Harpo Marx. Oh, here's the song. A kiss is not a kiss. That's why I was wondering if this was a Warner Brothers movie because Warner Brothers always starts their film with that little snippet from Casablanca. As time rolls by. This is who's sorry now in French. Oh, all the French people in Casablanca are like, yeah, we. Oui. It's French from Morocco, right? Yeah. Okay, Harpo was born in 1910, so he was 56 years old in 46. Oh, that's not bad. So I am two I, you know, younger than he is in this film. Oh, right. So it's not that bad. So for, for us, it's like he's the average man now. When my wife kisses it, me, it does come off. Like cocaine? No. Does. Okay, so he lost his, ta his uh, toupee, and therefore he couldn't leave his room because he has this distinguishing scar on his head, and everyone will know he's the famous... Nazi Heinrich something, okay? Oh, right. Didn't, didn't Brad Pitt and uh, Eli Roth carve a swastika on his forehead at the end of the Glorious Bastards? That's or right. Someday you're going to take that uniform off. Heinrich Stubler. <laughs> oh, he has his evil name on, written on there? How'd you know it was me? It was on your underwear. Okay, here we go. Finally, we get to Chico. Bad prop. You fool! If you cut that in my forehead, your your superiors will kill you. Nah, I think I'll probably get chewed out. I've been chewed <laughs> out before. <laughs> oh my god! Look at that—the ball shake. Only a brother could do that. Right. See, they're brothers. Bro even, Nick Hansen. Yeah, because otherwise, no other. Not gonna shake your hand under your balls, unless. That was actually uh, pretty dangerous because at, at their age, their balls hung low. That's what I was saying. They would have gotten in the way of the handshake. Okay, now, the manager of the hotel has died, has been murdered by, you know, every, like for the last five managers because Stubel's trying to become the manager. And here comes Groucho, the new manager. Hey, it's Groucho. Now, I don't know why I love their banter. It's this is the worst. It's the, They're doing exactly what they always do. Yeah, I always understood that this movie wasn't really known because it was it was so – the title was so close to Casablanca. They had gotten sued, and it just never really shows up. I first saw it in a box set that I have that has Go West and the big store, and that's right. in room service. That's like the shitty post films after this. This one, and then Day of the Races and Night of the Opera. 
Yeah. So you know, I, I films too. You know, it's racist. better to say racist. Okay, so Groucho, first of all, they never got sued. They never got sued. It was Groucho himself who lied and said, you know that Warner Brothers is suing us? And he wanted to. Oh, no shit. Groucho. Right. Yeah, there he goes. Hello, have you seen the new manager? Well, I am the new manager. You know, I sent an elephant in my pajamas. How I got in my pajamas is because I fucked him before I shot him. Hey, you! That's my grocery mark. He said, we have assembled the staff to see what you expect of them. Never mind that. Assemble the guests. Oh, uh, then we assemble. Okay. So then he barks out orders, right? He's like, right. okay, you, I want you to mop the floor. Better yet, mop the ceiling. Well, why aren't you mopping the floor and the ceiling? You, make me a grilled cheese sandwich. Better yet, make it a, you know, real cheese sandwich. He's like, what do you want to do first? First, I want to rename, renumber all the rooms. And he goes, what? But the guests will rock into the wrong rooms. Think of the confusion. He goes, think of the fun. Oh, right. Yeah, they all get it on. He goes. That's uh, a lot anyway. He goes, we've got to speed things up around here. He calls in the chef. And he goes, if they ask for a three-minute egg, give them it in two minutes. If they ask for a two-minute egg, give it to them in one minute. If they ask for a one-minute egg, give them a chicken and let them figure it out. And if they can't figure it out, I have two more pages of this. <laughs> All right, no, I'm going to leave. you going to leave, eh? You want a tip, huh? No, I don't want a tip. I just want to leave. So. He was always, the, yeah. Well, I was just going to tell you more about this fake lawsuit. I mean, he just did it to, uh, to, to hype up his movie, to have people go see it. Um, he said... Groucho responded with a letter asserting that he and his siblings had use of the word brothers, you know, like Mark, Mark's brothers, prior to the establishment right. of Warner Brothers. You know, and so he was going, we're going to go. Uh, oh, so it was, I fell for it. I thought the whole thing was real. Yeah. I don't know. You know, they don't really show this one. I think that's another thing is that you do have a chance to see the Marsh Brothers movies, especially like on TCM, but they don't really, uh, you don't really see this one. No, it's like the, the last one and just thrown together to make a little money. But I got to tell you, they do all their standard, like, you're going to see, uh, like what? Like, Chico. Oh, 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 oh. allow me, allow me, allow me. Please. Yeah, Chico's going to walk by. There'll be a piano in, like, some room. Yeah. And Chico's going to walk by. And he's going to be like, oh, and he'll figure pop it a couple times. Right. And then later, like, Harpo will walk by. And there'll be a room with a harp. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, and he'll yeah. figure pluck it a couple times. And then there'll be Margaret Dumont. But in this movie, we have, an, uh, I guess, a Nazi general in lieu of Margaret Dumont. It's going to be all that stuff. Yeah, it's going to be the, um, like, Chico has, um, Harpo has something very important to tell Chico, but of course Harper doesn't speak, so they gotta play charades. Right, but he makes noises, right? So he'll be like, oh, oh is it an arrow blade? Right, exactly. And yeah. Chico will try to scam Groucho, and it, you know, it's 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 a standard Marx Brothers. Yeah. 
I guess, you know, the, the fabled movies, like, they would always say that they went on tour with it and they just kind of tweaked it until it was a machine and then they just went ahead and rec- filmed it. But I don't know. I mean, like, uh, this one's pretty solid. You know, they didn't need to go on the road on this one. Well, vaudeville made the Marx Brothers hone their act, all their stupid jokes. And um, yeah. this was you know, post, this was like retirement. He's cutting off. If I don't have a toupee on my head, neither do these roses. <laughs> so, Groucho threatened legal action against Warner Brothers because their current film was called Night and Day. And he said, that infringes on the titles of our Night at the Opera and Day at the Races. They can't get away with this. Well, I can see like if it was the Road to series. You know, like, they should have sued Bob Hope and Vin Crosby should have sued Road to Partition, but that's just me. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's big enough, the way... I mean, they, you knew it was a Marx Brothers movie because the way it was named. Duck Soup wasn't named that way. Monkey Business. I guess it was two-word kind of... What was the other one? Coconut Face and... Yeah. Okay, so... Raspberry... They're threatening to have a duel, a sword duel, and he's the greatest swordsman in Bavaria, which is uh, South... Well, that explains like a... He has fucking real swords on his wall, and he's just, like, pulling it out and chopping up the furniture. Yeah. Hey. See the funny joke? Oh. He's in an umpire's y- y- outfit. Yeah. Protect him. He thinks that's been protect him. Ho, ho, ho. You know, Carl, you know how many times he's done this bit? This is the umpteenth time. It's the umpteenth time. Oh, ha, ha. Good one. Uh, I guess not, but yeah, thanks anyway. Oh, that's a sharp knife. Look at that twisting. Boing. Standard, like, walk five paces, right? So he's going to walk backwards. Right. Ah. And he goes, he said ah, ah, dead. Get over there, you fool. He's not funny. He could just kill him. He was lying. You know, you don't have to have a duel. You can just shoot the guy. <laughs> Umpire's not going to stop that. <laughs> wow. Pretty good. I would put my monocle on after that stunt. Now, usually Harpo would do the, uh, the shtick with, like, Groucho, right, and Duck Soup. They were the mirror. But this, he's just doing this with this guy, and the, the guy's doing all right. They're holding up. He's a good partner with Harpo Marks. Yeah, you know, we won't see the bit where Harpo's in front of a bunch of children. Oh, right. Oh, God, that's like, have you ever seen Night of the Opera where they're on the boat, and they're going to go over to uh, the opera on the boat, and uh, Chico just happens to be on a uh, deck where everyone's Italian, and they just happen to be a piano, and they just happen to be like six children by the piano. He's like, oh, let me play you a song, kids. No, but Harpo's the one who's like, children love him, like he's like a clown. Right, yeah. Well, he would drop Silverware, too, like in several movies. Now look, what does he have love, at like, the end? Dice. Hey, yeah, because he's on the ground. Oh, my God. That's an old joke. Now, 
but he has those props. He tires out. He just tires the guy out. <laughs> oh. This is in my audience now on Zoom. What if he ate the wrong prop? Would he die? If he rolled the apple and ate the dice? Okay, so the toupee is missing. So she's going to go to the lost and found Beatrice to see, um, to find out if it's there. Because the Nazi's stuck in his room, Stubel. Why can't he just wear a uh, cap, a Casablanca Fez? Casablanca. Right. Well, she's yeah. like an hourglass. Just wear a hat. I guess you weren't allowed inside. So he that has, was a very funny he has a scary scar. He, um, he was scared of the beautiful woman. Ah. Uh, I'll give you a light. Better yet? Uh, you give me a light. Better yet? Let's open the window. Better yet? He's going, how is it down on the other end? <laughs> so now they smoke filthy. each other out, and he says, this yeah. is like living in Pittsburgh. If you call that I think good money for we should flag this on YouTube. It's a smoking fetish video. Right. So this is before he grew a real mustache, right? Because when he became older, he had like a real mustache. It wasn't a grease paint. Yeah, like when you would do the um, get, uh, talk your show. show. No. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, you get your life. Or Best of Groucho as it was on syndication. She goes, I you know I stop at the hotel. I am Groucho. I stop at nothing. Now they're at the Lost and Found. Oh, they're Lost and Found. He, uh, you bet your life, you know, Groucho Marx was friends with Alice Cooper. And they, had, oh. they were photographed together. But I was watching You Bet Your Life, and one of the contestants was this older woman named Alice Cooper. Isn't that strange? I guess it's bound to happen. Okay, listen to this. Yeah, I know. Did you hear that? He goes, you know, I, I, I think you might be the most beautiful woman in the world. She goes, really? And he goes, no, but I don't mind lying if it'll get me somewhere. Wink, wink. Yeah, he's really dirty now. So For a 56-year-old, he's pretty filthy. Yes, absolutely. It's always implied. And um, later he will deny guests a room because they don't have a marriage certificate, like because the world was pretty prim and proper. So she has done her job. She has discovered that in the lost and found is, you see how she walked and her butt went back and forth? Groucho just said, yeah. that reminds me, I have to fix my watch. Hourglass figure, but he said that to us, the audience, the, yes. to the camera. Yeah, you don't like that. Here, watch her, him make fun of Harpo. Make fun of her. Wow, how I. Uh, he just killed my uh, my heart on a smoke fetish. Now his hair is natural here. Most of the time, he's got a wig on. Interesting. Uh, he looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh, look at that monocle joke. This is 1946? Yeah. 
today we would have a stereotype joke. Now, wait, yeah. here is Who's Sorry Now? And they're pretending the audience is singing, but it's obviously a chorus. Actually, I, I hear a different song. Hey, now, somebody once told me. Sing along if you know the words. You're I'm not the sharpest. Now, Why I you got to be so rude? song. But this song actually um, was like made in the 20s, and so many people have recorded it. Interesting. So it would be like a, a traditional song, like you would you would be able to sing it to a crowd of Casablanca in the 40s. Right, and everyone would know it. So it was published in 1923, and some guy named Isham Jones took it to the number three on the top hit list. But also in 1923, were one, two, three, four other people recorded the same so song. Something you don't so, see yeah. these days. But you can't get away with it now. You can kind of, I mean, you know, were they like, were they trying to rip off a hit song by just recording their own version? Like, no, look at that. Back then, like, someone would write a song and everyone would take a stab at it. Um, in there was a version in 1945. There was a version by Harry James in 45, released in 46. So maybe it was, I don't know. Somehow that song got bought for this uh, for this movie. Interesting. Okay, now this guy has in information on how to look ugly. Um, his information is like what. German might wear a toupee in the hotel. And he's like, you have to give me a couple hundred francs for that, monsieur. What kind of weird question? Oh, yeah, look at Stiffy. Wait. Oh, and Harper's wearing a top. So, here's one of my favorite scenes, probably my favorite scene, uh, or segment. He needs money you know pierre needs a couple hundred francs and he's broke so chico wants to come up with money uh and the re the, they see the maitre d he goes no i'm not like that come on you he sees the maitre d get tipped oh, and give a table to someone so he's like if everybody tips us for tables he goes i got it a good idea I love how a Jewish guy imitates an Italian guy. I just, it just never stops amazing me. Oh yeah, there you go. He was, he's Jewish. He was Jewish. Yeah, but he's always like Chico, or you know, I'm Castanetti, or whatever his name is. Say. So there was one time oh, uh, I forget which movie it was. Uh, Groucho was showing him a map of where they were going to build houses. And the, it was down by, like, the levees, right? So he goes, here it is, right, uh -huh. my good man, down by the levees. And so Chico goes, oh, it's a Jewish neighborhood. Right, down by the levees. 
Yeah, once in a while, I'll grab a slip that in. Is that the one? It's like coconut something. I wish I knew my shit better before I got on air. But, oh, coconut. Uh, okay, something like that. It was the housing boom. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so, that's a great one. That's the one with the sanity clause. Yes, and okay, so Groucho, I don't know if he did it on purpose to get rid of the Count, who's really the Nazi Stubel, but he spilled. He's, he looked at the camera again. You you hate that. Yeah, second time. No, that's why. Listen, if you're Eddie Murphy in this trading places, that is fine. No problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I guess Groucho can get away with it. Yeah, he's sitting somewhere and. I'll have what she's having. Better yet, I'll have her. Yeah. Well, he, he she goes, she goes, I'm thirsty. And he goes, what are you having? And she goes, champagne. He goes, waiter, waiter. He says, get her a cheese sandwich. Put the, get, bill it to her. I don't get that. He's like, do you rumba? I don't, but I'll walk around. He goes, he gives her the cigar and goes, hold this till I get back. Now he's like, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Now, see, I mean, it's all. They're continuing to populate the dance floor with tables and seating people for money. They don't even work here. Thank God the tables were there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so it was for charity. goes. Like, like I can remember when this was all farmland, you know. Grouchy goes, I remember, I could remember when this was all dance floor. Oh, the umpteenth time. He goes, uh, they have an excellent floor show here. Too bad they don't have a floor. See, look at how the bowl This is like a good time. Like in Goodfellas where uh, he gets his own ta- uh, table, like they bring him to the back. Right, right. I haven't got a flaw. How I got in my pajamas? It's because I paid him for sexual favors. Look, only Groucho oh, dancing. So he just kicked the Nazi. First off, that Nazi has a big fucking scar on his face. Like, that that's pretty noticeable. Uh-huh. Let alone on his forehead. Yes. On his bold spot. He's known to be bold and has a scar on his face. So if you meet a guy with a toupee with a scar on his face, don't think, oh, look, hey, Chico, I noticed you were walking by a piano. Do you mind to play? Right. Exactly right, Mike. See, the guy's like, hey, I got to make a phone call. Would you sit in for me? Phone call. I'm calling Water Brothers. I'm I'm calling fucking Humphrey Bogart. Calling Sam. Watch how he throws the baton. Holy shit. He nearly hit the trumpet player. <laughs> the trumpet player's like, I'm going to fucking kill you, Chico. Look at that hate. That stare he's giving. What's he yeah, playing? You know the song, um, we'll roll out the barrel and we'll have a barrel of fun. That's what he's actually playing, yeah. but he doesn't really play that melody till the way end. Oh, I think I know the word. Roll out. Uh, the barrel. Make sure there's no monkeys in there. Yeah. If there are monkeys, now look at his face. We'll get not sick. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it. This, but and I love like what is this? Is this is a typical Marx Brothers film? This 
There's nothing different here about this film except that they did it sort of like they just threw it together and did it last minute. But it's a it's your it's is everything the Marx Brothers promises you. I don't know why the yeah. internet thinks it's so. You know. It gets lumped. It gets lumped in like with all their later works or the crappy films. You know, which are kind of the same, one of the same. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, because I, I think Night of the Opera is probably my my favorite. I mean, I love du- Duck Soup's great. Duck Soup, yeah. yeah. Duck Soup's great. Flawless, that movie. Oh, hey, look, his buddy's back. He's on the second piano. Because that was the second piano. The joke of this song is they're all bouncing together. Oh, yeah. Come see Night in Casablanca. Chico has not one but two pianos. I'm going to walk by two pianos. Are there two harps in this movie? Just the one harp. Yeah. I know why there is a two of harps. I mean, they didn't want to, you know, I that would be, you don't want to harp on it. Well, you know, two of harps, there are two harps that beat as one. <laughs> you too? Yeah. Two of harps. You know, you too. Two uh, harps. <laughs> beat as You could see it in Chico's. Blocks, I don't know. You can see the money like Chico's gonna make in his eyes. He's like, I just gotta do this number, yeah. and my debts are paid. That's right. Done. Yeah. Okay, so Beatrice oh, said, "Why can't we be alone?" And he goes, "If I didn't know the sound of your voice, I would swear that I said that." <laughs> so she goes, "Meet meet me on the corner of La Rue, blah blah, and La Rue, right?" So that's where Groucho went off yeah. to. That's says dirty. Rue Lafayette. These guys are like. So oh, means... yeah. Rooming Street. Look, he's all fucked. Wow. Because he got, tried to get somebody, a car tried to hit him. You know, he's a fucking meth cooker. Is what happened. His lab blew up. <laughs> Makes sense. That's why I talk a million miles an hour. Yeah. I'm covered in it. He goes. Wait, because they've been. He goes. A, a car tried to hit me. Then it tried to hit me again. Then I went up a, a palm tree and it hit the <laughs> palm tree. You know, it's like. Yeah. Well, that must be a bad ride. Oh, so they were trying to kill Groucho. Yes, they were. He's the manager. They are always trying to kill the manager. So Stubel can become the manager. And we don't know why, but I'll just ruin it for you. The, the treasure is hidden in the hotel. And the manager, of course, no. will have access to everything. Now, how many movies did they did in a fucking hotel, right? There was uh, Room Service. There was Coconut Grove. There was this one. I really don't know, but it's a very familiar setting for them. Now, Harpo is overhearing that they're going to try to kill Corn Blue, which is Groucho, the manager. They're going to try to kill him. Bro, have you ever seen uh, Rob Zombie's uh, Devil Rejects? Or uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. No. It has this, like, murder. There's a murder family. I wouldn't recommend the film, but they are named after uh, uh, Groucho Marx characters. Oh. So there's, like, Firefly and 
Otis Driftwood and Captain Spaulding, but they're like cruel serial killers. Yeah. But in the second I'm movie, interested. in Devil's Reject, there's like a 70s TV. Uh, oh, they're doing the shtick, you're telling. Yeah, it's the charades. It's true. So he's super, oh, this is where he makes a Chinese joke, right? He goes, uh, Chinese, uh, chop suey, rice. Uh, yes, actually. I remember yes. Yeah, I do remember that. He's trying to say surprise. Weird. And he goes, soup, oh, rice. soup, rice, soup, rice. Oh, you got a surprise. Hey. Oh, my God. This thing goes on forever. It does. What's the message? What's the charades? How many words? 115. Fuck. This is going to take forever. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes noises, right? Like he can make like barking noises. Why can't he just say, you know. They're going to try to kill Groucho. Write it down. Uh, All my debts will be wiped away after this bit. Yeah, that's right. All I got to do is ask you a who's room and then pay my debts. Hey! Third base. Sorry, I wasn't listening. It makes him say, I don't know, who? Who? Twist. Every dollar. Be twist. Be twist, be twist, be twist, be twist. Oh my God! There's the dog sounds. This is what. Pekingese. Doglet. Pekingese. Oh, Pekingese. I was gonna say dog legs. Like what's it called? Wait. Okay, for two hundred thousand dollars, we're on the final one. Is that your final answer? <laughs> Yeah, we need, like, Rob Lowe to host this. Oh, I'm so sorry. The flower. It's a smack. Oh, my God. This gonna... Well, this is the length of the show right here, the sketch. Our show is normally two hours. I blame this this routine. <laughs> yeah. Shut up your face. What's the matter, you? Hey. Hey, God, no respect. Hey. Hey. What you gonna do? Hey, what you gonna say? Ah, shut up. Shut up your face. <laughs> it's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up your face. So. That guy wasn't even Italian. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, does he even know he's playing with uh, against the Nazi? Yeah. He goes, boy, he goes, reserve me a plane seat to Tunis, and he goes, oh, there's beautiful women in Tunis. He goes, I'm not interested in beautiful women. And he goes, oh, you should see some of the women I've dated then. Oh, I got you right. So he goes, oh, no, crap. boss, he's got something to tell you. So he's doing all of that stuff. Super fast. Yeah. It's just, all three of them are on the same screen. Come back, Groucho. Oh, there they are. They're three things. Now, come back, Harpo. This is like the moment in Heat where Al Pacino and Robert De Niro on the same screen, on the same, you know, screen. You go, yeah, they're all together. He just made fun of his hat, you see. 
He goes, they're going to kill you. It's all over the telltale. He goes, why don't they tell me these things? He goes, I don't mind dying, but I just resent having to hear it from a guy with a p whose head comes to a point. Oh, yeah. What kind of hat is that? Is that like a pork? I mean, it, for, to me, it's always going to be a Chico hat. But I, I know it has a certain name to it. Well, I'm sure. Is it a pork pot? Look it up. But I'm sure it's like, you know, in the 20s and 30s, it was some stereotypical Italian hat. Oh, right. I got you. I wear it every night in vaudeville. People loved it. Ooh, look at that wife. Oh, uh, you know Harper's going to eat that fucking candle. Yeah, he does. And he does the finger. Okay, so what happens here is... He, you know, Harpo's hungry, so Chico's like, boss, your food could be poisoned. You need a guinea pig. He goes, I'm going to eat my steak. Right. You can have the guinea pig. Well, I think they could go down south. Oh, why would you go down south? My meth lab blew up in the last scene. I said a car hit me. Oh, yeah, look at that meat. He goes, you oh, eating steak. And he goes, that is me steak. And I want to eat it. Oh, there we go. I guess they don't keep kosher. They made his hair super curly. His hair is just a normal straight hair. But he didn't wear right. a wig and they made his hair super curly. So he would always wear a wig, but in this film they just curled out his hair. Yeah, they gave him a perm. Here's your, uh, so he puts the flame on his Yeah. Nice. You know, they were talking about uh, Buster Keaton, and Buster Keaton sold a bunch of his gags to Marx Brothers. So the oh. scene where Harpo is in Night of the Opera, where he's tearing down the, the backdrops, that was from an old uh, Harold Lloyd film. I don't know where this joke came from. Probably a caveman, the giant cork. Yeah. And so there's so much cork glutch, there's no champagne in it. There was no room. Crash is going to stick it up his ass. Oh, no. That's like one of those old style telephones. Not for any conversation. Right? It was a regular old modern telephone. It was at a salty call. See, it's very classic Mother, Marx Brothers here. Mother. They're giving us what we yeah. paid for. Oh, gross. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's right. They touch each other's balls and they kiss each other in the mouth. Now look, look, I paid for that. His foot is like a... Watch. See, oh, yeah, it's a little Marx Brother film. Right. Oh, it's like an ashtray. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I know that foot from Yellow Submarine. Now, that was the typical girl running away from him, but he didn't chase. Right. Did you ever see The Man Who Came to Dinner? It was from the 30s, and it was based on a radio play or what have you, or a play, and uh, it's about a theater critic who gets stuck in this house and he won't leave. He's like the guest that won't leave. Mm -hmm. And he brings over his friend and his friend is like Harpo Marx, but it's played by Jimmy Durante. So it's Jimmy Durante as Harpo Marx and he's chasing women around. He talks, he's off camera, but he's like 
you know, he does the leg bed and he chases, he sees a woman and he drops everything and runs, chases after them. Watch, he's like offended. Oh, it's a zoo. He it is in this motel, right? Casablanca. It's a hotel, but so he, they don't have any bags. So he's like, they, he thinks they're just there to screw. I, he doesn't really. I, I don't know what's going on here. He's just teasing, I guess, but he wants to see their marriage license. It's funny. Goes, well, you know, if they if that couple wanted to go to the uh, Notel Motel in Casablanca, I would recommend the Straight Again Sam Motel. <laughs> Say it again, Sam. Spray it again. Right. Oh, why? I we never have sex. Yeah, there you go. The marriage license. Okay, so they want to kill him, so Beatrice is going to lure him to his her room. Right. She's also a Nazi, a Nazi singer. She's a Nazi sympathizer? I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know if she's a Nazi. I mean... Uh, well, this is possible. You know, sides to the reverse. Nazi party, were they? I mean... They weren't soldiers. I don't know. I, didn't, I never saw Casablanca. I saw Casablanca like years ago. Let's put it that way. Like that's nuts. You've got to see it. I've seen it. I've seen it once. Our friend Tom, he loved that movie. He had all these posters and uh, pictures of Humphrey Bogart, and he yeah, knew it by heart. You know what? Tom. Uh, it's almost like he was showing off, like. That movie's supposed well, to be a great movie, so he was like, yeah, I love it. I don't know. Yeah, but also, I mean, how old was he? He was, he was pretty young. I mean, we, yeah, were in our, right. we were teenagers, so, you know, we all had our passions. I thought, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I thought I liked. I liked Abby Hoffman. I thought he was kind of a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the movie-wise, I don't know. Between the fifth and sixth floor, so he can't go to Beatrice's room because he's stuck. So he says, oh, no. you go out there and get help. So Harpo... Because you think it's ironic? Discovery. He... Yeah. Oh, so he's going to find the tr- loot, I guess, the loot crate. Oh, there it is, the loot crate entrance. Right. In video games, you can, you can, there's something called loot crate that you pay for with real money. And it, it's a gambling game where it offers you like a rare weapon. Could offer you. Hey, there it is. Called Bob Babadan and uh, now we'll what, did you ever see that George Clooney movie one, where it's, we'll see the shadow of one of the cast members soon, one of the off-screen okay. people. Oh, like a by accident? Yeah. Ooh, real gold. That must have cost him a lot to to the scene. Just to do the set, right? We uh, thought. Um, we thought buying 1936 magazines for um, Little Miss Marker was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, this is too much it is. Hey, he found a harp. 
another harp, two harps. Good harpsichordist. He's killing it. You know, I love Harpo. It's just great. It's the thing is, is like you know, you've seen all the other movies so many times, but you don't really see this one as much. Wow, he just—he doesn't care that it's looted art. He'll just fuck with it. George Clooney directed a bunch of movies, Carl. He directed a movie uh, about American soldiers reclaiming uh, stolen loot from the Nazis. With Bill I don't remember. Murray I and no... Monument yeah, Man. Bob. Monument Man. Well, I can't. I'm sure it was very memorable, even though I can't even remember the name. I wonder if they found a harp and then, like, Bill Murray played it. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human, too? This movie was originally gonna be a complete and 100% spoof on Casablanca. Really? That's interesting, because Casablanca came out, what, like, two years prior? Uh, 42... So four years. Oh, so years. That's right. It, it happened during the war. I remember that. Now, I was there. Marx Brothers financed this movie themselves. Did they get their money back? Uh, I don't know. Chico's probably like, I still in debt. Couldn't he play the harp better in that movie? Now, he plays a classical song, and then he jazzes it up. Yeah. Do you know the classical song? It goes... He does that. But he jazzes it up. Oh. I actually know that song from what you sang to me. It's my ringtone. I actually listen to my song. I was going to hang up. I thought I wasn't going to answer. I thought it was my mom. Here you go. Yeah. Now, the harp isn't the most difficult thing in the world. Like any other instrument, you learn it. Um, but he is very talented, you know? Um, the harp is right. sort of like if you had a piano, the guts of a piano standing up straight. So each note is, each string is its own note. You know, he's very talented. It's People look at the harp and they're like, oh, I could never do that. You can. There, It's even color coordinated, you know. Uh, if you took harp lessons, you could get it. But uh, he's very good. Well, I think it's that you can like it's not like you could walk into like this car center and put down a, a layaway plan for a harp. No. You know, either you have a harp or you don't have a harp. Right. Tuning unless I mean unless someone I mean at what point do you go, let's get a harp and you're like, Okay, son, you better fucking commit to this goddamn harp. Otherwise I got to put it in the closet with the piano and the uh uh the theremin. Look, I don't want to play harp anymore. I want to play theremin. Theremin's oh. great. That's spooky sounding. I own a theremin. I've never turned it on. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, Carl, can I tell you a really funny story? Years ago at a movie theater that closed, but there was a documentary in the 90s called Theremin. And it was about the theremin, and it talked about Lost Weekend, and talked about all the science fiction movies, and talks about the guy and the the weird history of this guy and with the Russians. And uh, the movie theater had promised a live theremin player called I think it was like Nickelback Theater or something like that. Okay. But this man was going to play the theremin afterwards. So this whole movie unspools, and everyone was like really enchanted by the whole like mystique of the the creator and the music and the the pop culture influence. And at the end of the movie, this guy comes in and with his theremin, he puts it right in front of the screen. Within 30 seconds of playing, half the audience has left. Really? Like the guy was like, yeah, like the whole audience left. Like they were so psyched at hearing about this this musical instrument. And then when the guy actually played it, everyone just walked out. That's like he was doing like noise type of stuff. But I, I, I watched the whole thing. I liked it. Oh boy! This time I'll walk. Yeah. I'll climb up the stairs. Now, Chico knows because Harpo told him they're trying to kill him. So this whole segment. Chico will interrupt and cause trouble, trying to be his bodyguard, you know. So All right. the ruse is uh, Heinrich is going to come, you know, the Count is going to come through the door and find Groucho and pretend to be jealous fiancé and kill him. And then they'll say it was self-defense or some such thing. So he keeps showing up, but they've changed rooms. And where's Chico? Chico? He's going to show up, right? Yeah, he's going to yeah. knock on the door and stuff like that. So he'll be like, yeah, so uh, let's have sex. Okay. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, uh, I'm here to have sex. Oh, there's the Pekingese. Right. Or as I like to say, whoop. You got a Pekingese? Oh. Yeah. See? It goes, up, boss. You got a girl in there. Yeah, right. Let me in. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... He would always play against, like, Margaret Dumont, like, the upper-crust woman, like, who just, oh, yeah. you know, he would kind of, but she was never a Nazi sympathizer. No, she was always just the, oh, my goodness, lady, you know, the yeah shocked. Well, a lot of times, like, in Duck Soup, she's always, like, kind of bemused, you know, like, obviously, he's taking advantage of her, but she just, you know, she's charmed by the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I, I ultimately think it's, like, but this one is, like, you know. I guess in Casablanca, in the movie, like the there's no really good guy or bad guy. It's kind of blurred, so that maybe that's why. What in this film? The comedy dynamic. Really good and well, bad in, guys. in the actual Casablanca. Oh, uh, no, there is actual good and bad guys, right? Um, I don't know. I saw it once. I saw it in film class. Okay, I audited so, a film class and watched it. Uh, Ig, Ig, Ingrid Bergman 
is trying to help her husband who's helping the cause of the war, okay? So in a sense, he's a bad guy to Sam, but at the same time, Sam overcomes his own personal, uh, I don't know what the word is, to go for the greater good. So the guy's not an enemy in the end. So it is complicated, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it is. Oh my God! What a word dog. Hey boss, you got a girl in there? <laughs> Yeah, I tell you, at the worst time, Chica's always knocking at the door. <laughs> hey, did we get paid up front for this movie? Chico, not now. This movie was about money. As a matter of fact, I don't know who offered him, but Harpo was offered 50 grand. Remember, in 1946 money, so that would be about a half a million dollars, to utter the single word murder in this film. Presumably to add publicity value to the film, having him speak only the only time on screen. Harpo declined the offer and never spoke publicly until a concert one year before his death. Well, he he, he had a famous uh, there's a famous book called Harpo Speaks, written by his son, uh, that that kind of paints like a very yeah, a very nice portrait of his of his father and. Uh, a lot of people kind of learned about Harpo that way, you know, and there's also the Groucho letters, which I never read, but I read the Harpo book years ago and uh, there's always like there's always cool film books with the Har with the Marsh Brothers, you know, always like black and white photos or just like the original title cards and then kind of vaudeville photos and stuff like that like, if you dig around and use bookstore, I'm sure you're going to find like some out of print Marsh Brothers book scripts, Duck. Right yeah. That's good that Mark. Oh, what I mean, was known. I saw some footage of him with his family, and he was super old, like seventy or something, and he was still funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, they all kind of held up pretty well. Yeah. I guess it's for Zeppo. Were you a fan of Zeppo? Like when there was the four Marx brothers. Great man. He would always have the romance, like the, whoever, whatever girl he was courting would always last her at the end. Right, and he'd be a beautiful singer. So Harpo found five bucks, right? So the Count will have none yeah. of that. If you're doing number five, I'm not. So Harpo will <laughs> win. So... He is such an anarchist. Now he'll let it ride, and he'll win again. And he'll let it ride, and he'll win again. Nice. Oh, and he knows, like, that's Rusty. So he's like, I can't believe my pool boy is winning. Right. Wow, that's some animation right there. The coin's going up. They must have got it from the gold diggers of 1933 or something. <laughs> 49, the, go the gold rush? Yeah, I guess, no, there was a, it was a Bugsby Berkeley kind of a musical uh, review, and it was, 
basically various song numbers and skits. And it came out in 33, so they called it The Gold Diggers of 33. Oh, oh. It's a cool movie. I think it was 33, but they, it was named after the year of its release, like as if it was a vaudeville show where they say, you know, 39's greatest uh, show, the 39 review. Sounds fun. Never heard of it. You know what sounds terrible? The Gold Diggers of 2020. That is one year I do not want to relive. <laughs> I would like to get a gold digger. I mean, there's no gold, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to get the gold first. Bye! Hey, so, he's the manager of the hotel. So, he goes up and he goes, Oh, we have gambling here? You know, like, all surprised. And he goes, Sir, if he, you know, the limit is too high. If he wins... He will break the bank. And he goes, the, well, you know the odds of someone hitting five again? There's no way he's going to do that. And they say, <laughs> so he goes, what? Not if I roll the wheel. So Groucho himself threw the ball. And now the count is convincing the cop and the mayor of the town that it was a setup. They're in it together. Interesting. But they weren't. No, it was luck. Yeah. You know, Carl, there's a comic book that just that came out recently which took a script that Salvador Dali wrote. He was going to make a movie with the Marx Brothers. And he was like, really? He giraffe something. Yeah, so this guy took the script and took some historical notes, and he just kind of made a graphic novel of it. Interesting. And, it's, and it stars the Marx Brothers, and it has Salvador Dali in it, and it's it's interesting, yeah, for sure. Okay, now we have time. our Act Three setup. Okay. Okay. They've been thrown into jail. Okay, and Beatrice is going to overhear that the count is taking the. He's been now. Uh, he's become the hotel manager, so he's going to take the Nazi loot. And run away, and they're going to leave Beatrice behind. So Beatrice sort of like changes sides, um, calls the cops on him and stuff. You go, Beatrice. Meanwhile, Pierre Beatrice. is going to get flown to uh, France by plane and tried by a military court for, I don't know, taking the treasure and crashing his plane. I'm not sure for what. So he's a bad guy in this. What? Look at oh. I'm oh, sorry. I was distracted by Harpo's antics in the background. You, you didn't say he was the bad guy. He's the good guy. You see, and like this is the Act Three setup. Everything's down on its luck. He's going to get tried by a military tribunal. But <laughs> now they find out oh, Harpo knows where the treasure is. Yeah. Ground basement. Treasure. Next floor, basement. Men's out of there. Treasure. Be quiet. It will never escape if you keep on yelling. There you go. Oh, they can let her out too. Come on, come on, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. Next floor, house, look at that guy. Formal wear, treasure. 
Nazi loot. Nazi loot. Wow, they got a lot of crap. This is hearing she's going to be on the outs. So she's pretending she's horrible acting. She's pretending she's calling. <laughs> you think they? You think uh, Archie Mayo, the director, is behind uh, the, the off camera? Uh, hello. <laughs> Thanks, Archie. You're right. What kind of white name is that? Archibald Mayonnaise. Archibald Eld Mayonnaise. <laughs> and um, Archie Eld. By Joseph Fields and Ronald Kibble. Kibby. Uh, Ronald Kibbe wrote oh. Groucho Marx. Um, he was in the Air Force in World War II, and after the you know his military service, he co-wrote this movie. Um, this is like almost immediately after he got out. Because this is 1946, right? So the war just ended and just uh, ended. Yes. Well, that's nothing, nothing better than going back to the theater and watching the war again. Yeah. Well, all films were, like, stuck on the war at this point. Now, the Marx Brothers would be in one more film. It's called Love Happy, uh, but it's uninspired, yep. you know? And the three are never in the same scene together. So even though this isn't Wasn't literally the their final film, it is. Well, this is the greatest story ever told, the Cecil B. DeMille movie, where the, it's like a three-hour film about Bible stories, and each, each Marx Brothers has their own scene in it. Uh-huh. But they're, they're not together. Which is crazy. Huh. After the yeah. Beatles broke up, they would appear on each other's films, uh, on each other's uh, songs, you know, but never all of them together. Well, we could. I can name you a movie. We saw it where uh, Beetle, a Beetle made a movie, and another Beetle showed up. Uh, you mean Ringo showing up for Paul? Yeah, for Give My Regards to Broad Street. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Okay, now as you know, this is the third act, but this is a very, very, very bizarre scene. This is an act two kind of scene. This is a like. We're hiding so we can't be discovered scene. It's really smacks of act two, but it's not. Now, uh, the fiancé has run off to get Pierre from the airfield and bring him here because this Nazi treasure will exonerate him, okay? So the Marx Brothers' idea is to delay, delay the Count from leaving, delay the Nazi from leaving. It's really not an Act 3 type of scene at all. It doesn't make sense. But here we are. It's funny. It is funny. Right. Yeah, I mean, you want to see them do the hijinks like that. Uh-oh. No, what I'm saying is, like, Act 3 is always about, like, it's about the car chase. It's about the ticking time bomb. It's about the contest, you know? Act three is the fight. It's the race. It's we've only got one hour before the bomb blows up. You know, act three is always... Uh, well, when you, when you hide in a trunk, it's because you're going to discover something, and that's going to propel the story. That's act two stuff, hiding in a trunk. Yeah. Heartbreak causing chaos. 
But yeah, I mean, the Marx Brothers I always loved just because they're like chaos incarnate, you know, like it's yeah. always this, this, they're anarchists and it's great. And uh, fucking Bugs Money ripped off their act and made an empire. Bugs Money ripped I would say Warner Brothers. You know, I mean, he's like he's like Gracho and Chico and uh, Harpo all mixed in one. He's he has that kind of well, he's you know, Gracho banter. Yeah, he could he kind of scams people like Chico and he bends the rules like Harpo. You know, when it comes to props and stuff. Mm-hmm. Although you know who I I really feel bad for is the lemonade salesman and and Duck Soup, the one where they put their feet into his lemonade. I always felt bad for that guy. I don't remember. Well, what happened? Well, they would like cut his tie and they would like light his hat on fire and they would uh, like he the guy shows up to his uh, lemonade stand and fucking Harpo has his feet. He's like sitting in the lemonade stand with his feet in the in the lemonade. You know, I I have seen every heart. Every Marx Brother movie, and I think that I remember other ones more than Duck Soup, I guess, even though that's the greatest one. Yeah. I loved when they went west and A Night at the Opera, and um... yeah, Night at the Opera, they're mostly on a boat, like they don't get to the opera till the third act. But the, the, the boat stuff is hysterical. I mean, that's what I always loved. Is and Day of the Races, you know, I saw that. Yeah, right. They're stowaways and two hard-boiled eggs. Honk, honk. Make that four boiled, hard-boiled eggs. Yeah, and there was the woman who's like, uh, you can't keep me cooped up in here. She was with the mobster. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they did the, of course, the, they did the old mirror act. Uh. Well, that was, oh, and, and, and that one? No, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I guess so. I really like that. No, Duck Soup. <sighs> People think that Groucho you know, uh, is hysterical, but what they're doing is they're watching like the clips of him, the highlights, because he did. Right. Oh, absolutely. He did have funny lines. He's a, In a regular movie, well, he, he tells so many not funny jokes. Well, they could have been funny back then. He's all about rhythm. He's all about cadence. He's all about a comic flow. Like he has a comic rhythm to him that's undeniable and. So it doesn't really matter sometimes if it's not like a, a killer joke. It's just the uh, the way he, you know, he'll look in the camera and he'll say, can you believe that? Or, you know, like he'll just kind of go in and disrupt everyone. Duck Soup has all the great lines. And you're right that it could be that um, it, it culturally it was funny. And, and yeah. it's not a part of that culture. Right, yeah. I mean, sometimes he'll say, like, kind of a racist joke, or, and you go, whoa, where did that come from? Or, like, he'll do it, uh, but it's more like, you know, just like it seemed like a joke at the time, like a reference to whatever, but. Yeah. Dave and the racists are in blackface, aren't they? Or they they, they oh, find, like, a shanty town. I don't know. You know, I guess I, I've got to, um, I guess I got to revisit my Marx Brothers, because I just remember bits and you know, it's been a long life. I've I have I didn't sit down right. one day and marathon them. You know, I mean, you bump into them and they're great. Uh, eventually, you see them all, but I, I I guess I I only remember bits and pieces. Well, I'm, 
I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, you know, the Montclair, we're from Montclair, New Jersey, both of us, and Montclair's public library had a uh, great uh, tech AV guy, like, and he would show movies, and he showed the Marx Brothers, and I forget which one it was, but I was probably 12, and yeah. I was there with some other friends from school, and my friends from school, you know, they laughed a bit, but they got up and left, and they came in and sat down. Mm-hmm. They got up and left, and they came back and sat down. And uh, the, te- the tech guy, like, he was playing a projection, you know, back in the day. And he went up to us and said, don't ever walk in and out of a movie like that. It's a complete distraction. You're, you're ruining the experience. Yeah. And my friends never went back. I, I kept going back. I was like, cool, I didn't realize. <laughs> oh, bottoms up. And, and, and this is the worst thing. He thinks he's going crazy. This is the worst they can do. The guy's a Nazi. They're just driving him crazy. My drawers are down, sir. They're upside down. My drawers, sir. Hang on, let's table it. Uh, some Eve humor. Yeah, some Act Two humor in in Act Three. Well, does the movie end after this scene? Uh, no. The movie does turn into an Act Three situation. Uh, after this scene. Gotcha. Harpo. He's going mad. <laughs> it's impossible that they wouldn't have been found all this time. He would have never... You don't think a guy was there? Yeah, right. His back is... Well, that's the miracle. Plus, honestly, these guys are a little bit older, so it's taking them twice as long to hide. Oh, there's all the treasure. Oh, I was hoping for booze when they said they had royal crown. <laughs> King me. Okay. Oh, uh, there. Now we're acting. He found his horn. All right. Now we're. Yeah, hey, come on, the boss. All about a chase. To the plane. Right. But that wasn't that the end of Casablanca? They had to get on that plane? Mm-hmm. Oh. Those poor old men. At the end of Casablanca, he says, like, he gives this speech, you know, forget Paris, and it turns into, like, just you should YouTube the last scene of Casablanca. So many things that you've heard, including round up the usual suspects, uh, all these little catchphrases. That's where it came from. Yeah, I mean, I see the parody. You know, it was one of those cult- pop culture references that I, I knew as a reference more than the actual thing. So I knew all the parodies of Casablanca and uh, all the like references and the looks and you know like. Uh, but I just never really – I saw the movie once. And my friend had a film class, and I went to see uh, the movie with her. That was it. That was like 30 years ago. Wow. But, you know, it's also like, you know, eat your spinach type of thing. Like, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, like, why bother? That was you a know? great film. 
you're right. Casablanca. You need to see that film. You need to see Casablanca. Casablanca. There's many films that are need must see. Do not see a night in Citizen Kane. It's a Marx Brothers movie. <laughs> not they, see. Do not see. Do not see. Oh yeah. I used to love to play that game Nazi, and we used to love to play Triple Nazi. Oh, yeah. You would yell, Nazi. Great. We'd roll the dice. Yeah, Nazi! <laughs> See, now oh, man. These sounds the are crazy. Act, They're like right? old guys jackass. What's that, Carl? I'm sorry. Now we're in the third act. I mean, look at this action. They're getting yeah. away. Catch them. Chase them. <laughs> Oh, right. They found the truck. Sorry, brothers only. Well, that's right. They can't. Oh, look at Chico. It's his truck. Yeah, only brothers. You know, it's bros before military hoes, that I would say. Bros. Or Poe's. He's the police. Bros before Poe. Poe. Bros before Poe's. Po yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk about that. Sir, I gotta catch my plane. Wow, look at the special effects. You can barely see the screen. <laughs> Although this must be crazy having a truck drive alongside a plane. Now, this is in a studio. Right. This seems like uh, I'm watching Indiana Jones 4, right? Where it's the Crystal Skull, where it's like, whatever, you're gonna survive it. You're stuck with a ladder. It looks like you're going to fall. Don't worry about it. You're at a nuclear bomb test site. Don't worry about it. You'll yeah. be in the fridge. Just get in the fridge. Did you remember there was a scene where, like, there's a two, they're on a Jeep and the Nazis are on a Jeep and they're punching each They're both standing while this Jeep is going through the jungle and they're, like, just standing, punching two guys at a time. Right. And it's just like, who cares? I don't even, like, nothing matters anymore at that point. There's no tension. There's no like. Right, you don't have you know, any. Like fear here, you don't get knocked off. What happens to the woman? Did she faint? She got hit off right when they're fighting. She got bonked on the head. They both did. They misses it. You ever see the thin man? At one point, the husband uh, punches the, his wife in the face so she'll pass out and not be endangered during when a, a shooter shows up. Really? I have seen thin yeah. man movies. I, did, I don't remember that one. The first one was a little harsh, but yeah, that's what he did. It was delightful. Ah, uh, look at him. I'm making a ladder joke. Right. I'm sorry, I wouldn't... I would not enter a plane that would have me as a member. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wrung my neck. <laughs> yeah. So they On the other hand, knock out the pilot, and then they realize yeah. we got no pilot. No oh, yeah. Oh, whistle. <laughs> what are you going to say? Rash? Crash? Plane's going to crash? He's showing his ass. Harper's showing his ass. So they oh, that's a plane rash. Plane crash. Oh, you're doing the charades? Yeah, the charades. So he'll point to his bare bottom and he'll say, hey, 
plain, that's a plain rash. Plain, oh, rash. Crash. Yeah. I can't compete against the Marsh Brothers girl. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry now. I'm sorry now. <laughs> I shouldn't have conked you on the head. Now, of course. Nice. Dog uh, to pilot. Oh, another head concussion. Oh, there's Scarface. Oh, I gotta get my Nazi loot. Catch that plane. It's some hilarious stunts in this movie. Right. You know how it irks you how, like, there's a big crash, but we don't get to see it. We see the aftermath. You're right. It's gonna happen here. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they gonna do that? Oh. Uh, so they were. Well, I know, him, like. And he's gonna save the day, but Harpo's not in on it, and he goes, huh? Bonk! <laughs> this guy's a great actor. Look, he does uh -huh. a great actor. He really looks like he has a concussion. Doesn't that? The ringing. I've been hit on that. Well, in a small contained area like a plane, you do have to stand up and kind of walk a couple paces to find the spot. Uh oh. Well, ups and downs. The the problem is that the the planes can be fine, but the uh, the oh. in flight movie is the Ritz brothers. <laughs> the what brothers? The Ritz brothers. You ever see those guys? No, Rich R I C H R I T Z. R I T Z, like the crackers. Ritz brothers. No, I guess not. There, there were, I guess, uh, oh, have you ever seen Brain Donors mm. with uh, John Turturro? And uh, it was like, it was a version of the Marx Brothers, but it, it wasn't like the Three Stooges movies where characters played the actual, right. you know, iconic characters. It was just the archetype. So they had like Bob Nelson as like Harpo and they had John Turturro as Groucho and there was a Chico character and they just kind of harassed the school. It's a really good movie. Oh, yeah? Brain donors? Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. Like, it, it, Here's the crash. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. We didn't get... Thank you for flying Southwest. <laughs> we didn't get to see it. We saw after. Now oh, It went through the wall. Yeah. Now, you know how Harpo chases the girls? At the end of this yeah. film, the, all three of them will chase the girls. I do. This is a horny movie. Right. They were, they were full-on horn dogs. You know who the hum, the horniest uh, Marsh Brothers was? It's Gummo. It was what? Gummo. Porno? Gum <laughs> Porno. Porno. <laughs> right, all right. I'll take that one. Look at this awful fake fighting. Look. Fake, <laughs> fake, fake. Well, they're so old. When they sped it up, it looked like they were normal fighting. Mike, they're our age, Mike. I'm telling you, they're old. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. We're not old. You're right. They're our age. This is normal stuff. I was up on the roof today. Oh, no. I'm not so old. He's caught. Nazi. 
caught Nazi. He's being arrested for the murder of the managers of the Casablanca Hotel. Nice. Caught. If this was Marathon Man, he would kill the woman who yells out his name and then run off. Oh. Harpo grew a beard this movie so long. Yeah. Oh, hey, Zeppo and Zeppo's girl are kissing. True romance. Oh, they're all going to chase one girl? The brothers? Good. I thought I got her, but my other brother got her. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been uh, cast of characters, Groucho, Harpo, and Charles Drake and the rest. Wow. Carl, what did you think of this movie? I enjoyed it, and I think the internet's wrong that it's bad. I think it's a regular, uh, regular Marx Brothers film. No, Nothing was sacrificed here. I mean, it's not like a crackerjack of an amazing film, but it's great. I mean, and it's also great because if you've seen all the other Marx Brothers, it's just nice to see one they did like this in the same format that you just really haven't seen as much. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just not overplayed to me. Like, I've, I've seen all of them, so they, they, I haven't seen this one as much. They promised, you know, they promised a Marx Brothers movie, and we got all the bits that we're used to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, sure, the writing is not on par with the other ones, but, you know, who gives a shit? All right, well, that has been our movie here at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Yeah, we we riffed, we MS3K'd the Marx Brothers, huh? Yeah. Fuck you, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Our head is up our ass. Uh, Carl, I'm very excited. Uh, it's at the end of, the, of our show. And where can people find you? Uh, they can go to carlsucks.com, and someday this COVID will be over, and uh, we'll be back. And we'll go out But in the meanwhile, check out carlsucks.com from Carl. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday. We're going to do a movie because we are in quarantine. We recorded an extra episode that we were going to play, and we're going to play it next week, but it's already on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, it's a film called Zero to Sixty. I think it was 1967, right? Uh, or, 1978. I oh, well, I beg my pardon. 1978. Uh, uh, Carl, would you like to do the trailer for it? Well, there is no trailer. Okay, I'll do the trailer. <clears throat> Zero right. to sixty, and we gonna go down to zero to sixty. He was a div he was a divorced guy who had hit rock bottom. Well, I'm telling you, I'm just so poor, you know. But he got a repo job and met a girl named Larry. Hey, come on! I only care about myself. And together they had mayhem as they trying to wreck a knocking over fruit truck, knocking over fruit stand. <laughs> Zoom, car chase, car chase. Tune in next time for Zero to Sixty. Zero to Sixty. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's the trailer to Zero to Sixty. Uh, if you can't wait, just go to our YouTube channel. Carl's already synced up this episode to the movie, and you can experience it as an audiovisual treat. Otherwise, check us out next Sunday here on MutinyRadio.fm on Sunday at 2 p.m. or on our podcast where you can find it as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We would love for you to subscribe and not listen. We just need the subscribers. No, Everyone, no, thank no. you so much. Uh, listen, you have to listen. <laughs> oh, yeah, you should listen. Oh, right, yeah, you got to listen. Otherwise, it will clock in, I think. 
Uh, no, because we love you. And we're glad you're listening. Thank you, Carl. What a great show. This was a great episode. We actually successfully, I guess, uh, tried to make fun of a funnier movie. Right. So, uh, yeah. And we will see everyone next week. Thank you, Pam Benjamin and Mutiny Radio. And uh, thanks, everyone. What, did I miss anything? Uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, audience. See you next oh. time. Yeah. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn ons are satin sheets and weight champagne tickles my nose. I love to peek outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, good. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with more.
So the shapeless night, yeah. And then my deformities, they are the form in the prison of the prison. I chase the shadow in the prison of the prisons. I chase the shadow. Energetic particles, X-rays, I can't explain neglected expectations and reflections of pain. Keeps on defining all of these shapes that I can't see in the prison of the prisons. Well, I chase the shadow in the prison of the prisons. I chase the shadow. X-rays I can't explain Neglected expectations and reflections of pain Yeah, the fiery light from the sky Keeps on defining all of these shapes That I cannot escape Yeah, the prism of the prisms Oh, 
That was Salty and his Prison of Prism song. Jay Chez mix. <laughs> I hope you're listening. Hey, if anyone's listening and they want to call in, um, it, the number is 415-550-0511. You want to talk about rainbow stuff? I'm going to keep the song train rolling and play more um, rainbow tunes. This is... a. Uh, a dear friend of mine from I Don't Know Cafe and his Monkey Evolution song. This is Justa. Thanks, Justa, for letting me play your your music. Well, it all started with big old bang. Bunch of dirty eyes. Just that thing. Came together in a big old scene. That little water. a monkey evolution, monkey and me, won't you walk around me, without any evolution, provides an explanation, now we came about, random mutation, one monkey lived longer than his brother, so good at loving had another and another, one monkey evolution, monkey evolution,
Well, Adam and Eve must have been tales Diving here in stories Digging on wheels of badly sitting here Jesus of the wine Hanging from a tree Swinging from a vine Where a monkey ever do so Monkey ever do so Long time coming to the obvious solution Monkey in the mirror But a monkey is me Don't you monkey around Participate in evolution with me. Okay, that was Justa with Monkey Evolution here at the Always Free Podcast and Muni Radio. I've got It's Always Free. But we do take donations if you want to donate at the Mutiny Radio website. Or the Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Always free, but donations accepted. Um, now I'm going to play a song from our beloved Jai from Roadkill Cafe. This is Dream Big Live. This is a new song that I'm working on. Just wrote it tonight. It's a little sad, but they can't all be pop songs. by tomorrow You can wipe those tears away The inheritance check will swallow Your pain and all your doubts You may wonder who I am All the screaming shouts Your mom was my biggest fan But now it's all gone Where have I gone wrong? Fleeing me so fast Creative pro 
process start Dream bigger than your mom Dream bigger than your pop Dream big, live big Oh, yeah girl But don't you ever stop Or it's all gone
so beautiful so that was a couple songs from our beloved Jai Love from Roadkill Cafe this is an ohm from Pennsylvania behind me next uh, today is the first day of a vision council so I thought that I would play backwards ohm I would play backwards zone. That was cute. Um, Patch is explaining what Vision Council means to him. Uh, or Patch, that is. That's what I'm going to play. I played it once before, but it got cut off on the recording, and I thought today was a good day to play that. Think of Vision Council as a question of where. Where is it? Where? But I also wonder um, why, how. So we could ask all the W's where, when, that's fairly easy sometimes. Who, that's really, that's nice enough, but it says it in the explanation all people. Uh, how, why, why, I guess, this is the silent moment. This is the thing about the Rainbow Gathering. There aren't very many things about the Rainbow Gathering. A lot of things happen in the summer, a lot of things happen in the One thing that the Rainbow Gathering does individuals all over the world, 50 years almost, 
non-sectarian manner. We've changed a lot of people. But I'm wondering how much of this able to be brought to more people. One of the ways that I would think hasn't been tried yet. Swim down the rainbow gathering what might be Found a way, perhaps in what would be the minimum of custom butter best everything in a vision. hours to build that faith that it gives us that makes the person next to you able to and silence six hours 